Welcome to Your Work, Your Way. This is the podcast where you learn to get in touch with your inner CEO with soul. Learn to take charge of your career. Learn to show up with confidence in a way that is aligned with who you really are. I'm your host, Lisa Filia, Masters in Psychology, Certified Life Coach, Expert Career Confidence Coach, and Founder of Believe C. Let's dive in. We are at episode 20, and this is one of my favorite episodes so far because we are interviewing my client, Natalie. And you know how every episode we start with a work win. And the point of those work wins are to help us all see how people are transforming their careers, how they're reconnecting with themselves, how they're doing their work their way with soul. And it's one thing for you to hear from me how people are doing this. It's another to hear it directly from those people. And so that is why I love this episode so much because it is an interview of me talking with my client, Natalie. You learn about her transformation. She started from a place of being stuck, stuck in her career, not sure what was next. And through her journey, through working together, she learned strategies to change, rewire that mind, to change her habits, to make things that she used to dream could be possible become her reality. And she looks back and says, uh, you'll hear even in the interview, well, she'll be like, oh, that's something that I learned through coaching. And you can see how she is a living, breathing example of transformation, of the work that she's done on herself for herself to change her career. And since working together, she moved to a different state and she did it for her. She has changed careers. She is showing up more powerfully in her new role. Uh, Her diet and exercise process changed. Her ability to show up at networking events has expanded. Her knowing what she truly wants, she's more connected to than ever before. And this is the type of transformation that all of us can have when we're willing to be vulnerable with ourselves and do the work. And so I am so excited to share this interview with you. In listening to this interview, you will see how transformation can happen for you and you will leave with some specific strategies that you can begin implementing today. And if upon hearing this, you're getting that nudge, you're hearing a yes, I want this too, then join me. I have one-on-one coaching spots available. This is your opportunity to get support, to get help. Natalie references many of our coaching sessions and also the worksheets that she got from working together that she still references to this day and you can have those too. So if you are ready to go, this is for you. It starts with a free consult call. Sign up by going to believeseed.com slash schedule. Schedule yours today. All right, now let's go ahead and share the interview with you. You will not want to miss this. Enjoy. Thank you so much, Natalie, for taking time to do this interview with me. And we will be diving in to learn more about you, what it was like to do coaching, to hear some of your successes and where you're at with your life now. So to get us started, I'd love if you could just introduce yourself. Yes. Hi, I'm excited to be here. I'm Natalie. I'm a product manager for an HR software company. Love it. And 
if I remember right, Natalie, we met on LinkedIn. I think you were, you were looking for someone and then I popped up and it was a good fit there. Yeah. I was like, Ooh, I I could kind of use some help. And so I put some feelers out on LinkedIn and talked to a few people and then talked to you and was like, all right, I'm in, I'll do it. So you mentioned a little bit about what you were looking for. You were putting some feelers out there, but bring us back to that space to where you were at before you had started coaching, before you were where you're at now in your career. What was your current reasoning for looking for a coach? What what was the situation like for you? So I was in this kind of stall, this standstill where I you know, I wanted to grow in my career. I knew I needed a career change. I, my company had been sold. I was one of very few employees left at the company, the original company. And unless I was going to relocate to the new company headquarters, I I was not promotable. I was kind of at a stall in my career. So I kind of felt I'm at a stall in my career. I'm at a stall in my kind of personal life. Didn't know what I wanted to actually be to even start looking if I wanted to get a new job. And I knew I needed somebody to kind of help help guide me because I knew it wasn't that I didn't know. It's I knew there was there was something bigger blocking the answers that I was really looking for. Yes. So you knew there was something, but you just didn't know. You didn't know what it was. And what was the feeling of that? Of dis- of the discovery or of knowing that there's something blocking? Knowing something blocking. It was frustrating at first. It was, I'm, I've always been very independent. I kind of always patted myself on the back for being independent. So, you know, to say, I, I can't figure it out. I can't figure out how to get to that next level. I can't figure out how to move careers. I can't figure out, you know, where I want to be in my life and where I, what path I want to take. It was, it was frustrating at first because I couldn't handle it. It wasn't something I could fix myself. So once I got through, kind of that overall feeling of frustration and embraced the the life coaching and and working with you. It it was crazy how quick the Pandora's box just opened. Yeah. It just takes that step to be willing to say, Hey, some help would really benefit me. And I think it can be hard to do that because it can feel like we're admitting defeat, but what we're really doing is saying, Hey, I'm willing to take this next step to ask for some support. And I knew I couldn't do it on my own there. You know, I I had tried for at that point, probably two years and it just wasn't, I was in the same spot. Mm. I wasn't mentally any better. I wasn't, you know, physically any better, actually physically way worse. Um, because the, the angst that I was constantly feeling towards my career and my personal life were impacting my, you know, outside of work life. And yeah, once, once I made that decision, it was, it was very easy, I'd say. Yeah. Well that, yeah. So what were some of the other things you tried then before you made the decision? Online videos. I I do, again, I'm independent. I, I really tried to read the books, you know, kind of be my own coach essentially and talk to friends, talk to family, talk to, you know, coworkers. What did you do? Find a mentor at work. And all of that helped, but I couldn't ever put it into practice. Like the, the follow-up that I needed that I didn't know I needed was missing. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it takes somebody willing to be vulnerable with themselves to see that. And you were, you were there able to do that and able to take the step. So then since that point, we worked together, uh, we did a one-on-one coaching together and we just dove in. And I'd love to just hear some of your perspectives on what that was like, some of the wins and takeaways that you had in working together. Yeah. So one of the biggest things that I really liked, and we introduced it immediately was, was that model, um, kind of taking your thoughts and putting them into actions. And one of the reasons that really helped me is I have so much anxiety. So my brain is constantly racing day in and day out. So to actually take that anxiety and pause it and then put it into like a you know, I always think that it's like a bulleted format, which is how I work as well. And I work well in a bulleted format. It really kind of took my anxiety, organized it. So it lessened the anxiety. And then it even lessened it more because I was actually actioning on, you know, some of the troubles that I was having. Mm. Um, that was definitely one of the big ones. Taking the, my negative thoughts, turning them into like a positive internal dialogue really helped me find a a newfound life. And it it really has in the past, oh gosh, what has it been year and a half since we, we met and it's, it's a, it's a crazy life now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. That model can be such a helpful tool. And for, for those listening, if you're not familiar with it, it's a way for us to structure from a, from a mental perspective, to, to structure what's going on so we can coach ourselves. So you have your thoughts. What are you thinking? in that moment, you have how you're feeling because our thoughts often influence our feelings, which our feelings can then go back and influence our thoughts. But from the feelings, we then take action. What are we doing? What don't we do? Are we trying to avoid something? Are we feeling anxious? And so then not going to an event or telling ourselves we need more information, stopping ourselves, or are we moving forward? And then what result do we get from that? And so we, we started right away with using that tool as a means to say, okay, there's all this stuff going on. It feels like this, this mix, this whole, like a toss salad of stuff. How can we structure it in a way to see what's happening? And one of the things with the model that I really struggled with initially was being able to describe my emotions. I think in our initial sessions, I was always, I was either excited happy or just like kind of bummed out. I didn't really have any emotions outside of, you know, three or four. And I was like, you know, children learn more words on emotions than I was able to express. So being able to, to use the model and sit back and take, take my anxiety, whatever was helping me or whatever was causing me to spin out, associate it to an actual emotion with, with more words and then (laughs) go in with, with an action definitely helped. Oh, I love that. And I do find we tend to have these blanket emotions that we're, we're comfortable with because we're used to experiencing them, even if they they feel bad, even if it's a bummed out. And we forget that that's, it's almost like a buffer emotion to not feel other things. So I love that you bring that up because I do remember you going then in deeper and deeper and, and exploring the different ways we can feel. And I'm still always looking at, you know, if I, my sister's a teacher, so we'll go to the teacher stores and they'll have the cards with all of the different emotions. Or if I'm at the doctor and they have the one through 10 scale and I'm always, you know, I always kind of giggle at it. Like (laughs) where I was a year and a half, just, oh, I knew four of those before. And now I'm able to say, you know, I'm not just excited. I'm, you know, enthusiastic. I'm looking forward to something. 
Yeah. And one of the other things too, I remember coaching you on networking, on wanting to uh, go to a specific event. Yeah. I really wanted to kind of have the nerve. I, I love politics. Let me, let me back up. I love politics. I love local politics, city politics, federal politics. I just, I love it. I love the conversations that occur between, you know, people who differ. And I really wanted to start joining in to uh, city council meetings and going to uh, town update meetings. But every time I would go, I lived two blocks away from where they were held. Every time I'd go to go, I would chicken out. I, you know, I would either make myself have work so I couldn't, you know, go. I had work as an excuse or I'd come up with some other excuse to just not go. I wasn't feeling well. So you really turned it around and we worked on that confidence to just, just go. And one of the, the things I still use to this day is the answers already no. like I'm already not there. So why, why don't I change it? So how do I make, make it into a yes? Like by not going, I wasn't building anything. If I go and I hate it, that was a little bit better than not going. And so I did finally start going. Um, I was going pretty regularly. And then I started joining online when they went online and I, I realized, um, I like, I like it, uh, but I like it a little bit less than I thought I did. Ah. So it was, it was kind of interesting that I had kind of glorified the idea of what these events were and I'd be so cool to do that. And then I did it and was like, oh, hmm. okay. I still want to do it, but not as frequently as I was trying to hold myself to. Yeah. And sometimes we can't know until we take the step because we've not been in the environment. How can we, how can we possibly know? And so you gave yourself that opportunity. And now I have less guilt. Guilt was a big thing for me too. Just, you know, if if I tell myself I'm going to go and then I didn't go, well, now you have to go to the next one for the rest of the year, like kind of punishing myself. And instead I'm like, okay, but if I don't enjoy it now, I know I don't enjoy it. Mm. So that guilt is gone. Yeah. We use guilt to try to control ourselves and our actions so much. And you just giving yourself permission and grace to not have to go because you just don't want to be changing every, everything about how we do life. Yeah. And I was able to take that time because instead of, you know, making up some illness, I wasn't feeling well or um, having to work. I was able to take the time and say, you know, let's do this instead. Do something I enjoy, you know, go for a walk with friends, do lawn work. And I was able to, to reuse that time that I was kind of pigeonholding to this event that I wanted to go to, but had made it this crazy cloud. Yeah. Okay. So if I'm understanding right, then you, you had this one thing and as long as you didn't go there, that was the only thing you saw. But once you went, it opened up all these other potentials for you. Yeah. Cause I kind of like took that time slot in my head. And I was like, well, I can't do anything in that time slot. Like Uh this is what I'm doing. So then I was like, well, okay, I have this. If I don't go, I don't go. Like I don't, you know, it wasn't as important to me to go every, every time now. So it was, I can use that time now. I was planning over it. I didn't have this, this fake event that I thought was (laughs) going to be the most amazing event every single week I had. And went from there and did a lot of other things instead. <laughs> Ooh. And, and still attended. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you did that and others. So I'm curious. And a lot of times working with me, people aren't sure what they want. What do they even want? And so what I'm hearing from you is you discovered some more of your wants. 
you figured out other things that were interesting to you. How did you know? Is there a process you used to help yourself do that? At that point when I had decided like, okay, I'm, I'm okay to not go to these. I, I'm not, you know, I enjoy them, but I'm not, there's other things I can enjoy. I was a lot more confident in myself overall. So I was saying yes to more things that I hadn't said yes to previously. I was more willing to take time for things like uh, friends and just kind of my social life. Whereas before, you know, I wanted everything to have some sort of impact on my career and, and growth. Whereas I, so I wasn't making as much time for, for Natalie, I wasn't making time for the things I enjoy doing, like just going out, going for a walk, doing yard work that I genuinely just knew I enjoyed, but never really made time for because it was always, it's always this task, you know, like nobody wants to go out and mow their lawn. I do, but I'd always tell myself I didn't because it didn't really have an impact on anything, you know, financially or growth wise. Ah, so you were, you were letting yourself kind of be more you, even the things that didn't seem success oriented. Mm -hmm. So what Mm -hmm. let you do that? What gave you that permission? I just finally gave permission to myself to just be who I am. I, I'd always had this idea of here's who I'm supposed to be. And that was what I was always working towards. So instead, you know, I think by week two, I was really a lot more confident in just who I was and my ability to listen to myself and kind of drown out the noise of social media, drown out the noise of my coworkers, my friends, my family, and just listen to who I am, figure out what do I want. And it just made a, a world of difference. Wow. Yeah. To get to know you and to be you is such a gift, not just to yourself, which is enough, but to the whole world. That's why we're here. Yeah. And it's not, it's not been um, perfect. I definitely uh, will say that it's definitely not been without its challenges. And, um, you know, I'm constantly looking at, you know, the notes we used and revisiting documents I've stored and printed out. And it's, it's, it's a work in progress every day. It's, you know, it's something new. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's this idea that there's a finished product, like check I've (laughs) self-developed, but, but like you're saying, no, it's continually evolving. Yes. Yeah. It is. It, it, you know, my job is very much the same too. That was something I struggled with. I, I, I let my career before kind of dictate my path. I didn't know kind of what I wanted to do, what I wanted to be. And I kind of was able to listen to myself and figure out like, Hey, this is actually probably the path for you and actually start doing something I enjoy doing. And there's no finished product there. And that was probably the hardest thing for me to get to understand was in software development, which I do now, well, not the software side, that's way too complicated. Um, but the product management side, like it's never done. There's no finished product. And I've had to accept that in life as well. It's, it's never finished. It's how do I feel at the end of the day? Do I feel complete? Okay, that's finished. That's 100%. Am I going to bed thinking today was a success? Yes. It doesn't matter if I gave, you know, 80%, 50%. It was a success. I I accomplished something. I lived. I listened to myself. Mm, so good. And something so helpful for all of us to know, we don't have to strive to get it just right. 
And we don't have to decide it was a good day because we accomplished everything on our to-do list. That's it's our choice. It's almost more satisfying not finishing the to-do list because then tomorrow there's something to look forward to. (laughs) Yes. This is breaking the norms of what society tells us is okay to do. And truly it is okay to let go of some of the things we think we're supposed to do to just be and to just live. Mm -hmm. Any other takeaways or or things you want to share from working together? I think that the biggest thing is, and I just kind of said it before, is you don't have to be a hundred percent every single day. We put so much pressure on ourselves, and I put so much pressure on myself before to just always be perfect, always hit deadlines, be the perfect corporate millennial working, you know, 80 hours a week. It, that's, it's just, it's not maintainable. It's okay to be 50% one day. It's okay to, to just, just, just let things be. And that has been probably the biggest thing as far as like internally that has really helped on top of the, the no thing. The no thing has been, has been big as well. I've, I've um, kind of touched on it earlier, but being able to, I'm, I'm going into a conversation. I kind of hold back. Sometimes I, my anxiety would get the best of me and I wouldn't speak my mind or I wouldn't do things because I was scared. Well, if I don't do them, I'll never get that experience. I I won't live that experience. What I'm going to do in by not doing that is going to be far less value driven in my life than if I just did it. And I, I really try not to say no to myself. I try to make myself do whatever it is that I want to do versus what people want me to do or, or society wants me to do. And it, it's really just been a a fun year and a half with those tools. Yeah. And I imagine then based on what you're saying, it's, it's not that the anxiety disappears. It's not that we don't ever feel bad, but you're not letting that stop you from being you. Oh, you're exactly right. It's still there. It's, it's very loud. It's very in my head. It's being able to, to organize it in a way that I can action off of it and move forward quicker than kind of letting it debilitate me as I had previously. Yeah. And so now, I mean, since we started working together, you've changed careers, you're in a new state. And I remember we did a lot of coaching on where do you want to go? What do you want to do with that? So what allowed you to continue to make these big moves? 100% listening to myself. One of the biggest things when we we were talking is I wasn't sure if I wanted to move. I had a close group of friends. I was going to be super sad to leave, but my parents and family wanted me back where they live. And I felt kind of this, this tear and in working with you, I was able to just say like, no, it's me. What do I want? Like, that's who matters. Like, do, do I want to live in, I was living in Utah at the time. Do I want to stay in Utah or do I want to move to Colorado or, you know, do I do both live here for a little bit, live here for a little bit. And I was able to, to change careers rather quickly. I would say, uh, for a career change with, with very similar, with a very similar idea is I didn't want to hurt the company who, you know, I was one of, I think five employees left of over 200 people do I want to let them down? They liked me. They relied on me. They needed me, but I needed myself more. And it took a lot for me to realize I needed to, to listen and find something I enjoyed doing. I didn't dread it. Didn't dread doing what I did every day. And so I fell into my current job and 
it has been just a blessing in disguise. Yeah. And it's interesting. You say I fell into it because it, it can seem like that when things seem like they come easy, but it's also when we show up for ourselves and we're willing to say no to the things that aren't us, other things can present themselves to us. Yeah. I think all of it, everything happened to me within three months. So it, 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 it all fell. It just seems like it all kind of <laughs> fell into it. I got my health on track. I was, you know, uh, diet, doing a diet that I could do that was manageable that I had, I had been really successful at. I was working out, I was, you know, having a fun social life and I decided, okay, I'm going to call these investors on my house and just see if somebody wants to buy it. But we, we know the housing market it was no different a year ago. Yeah, they wanted it. So I was able to get a new job and sell my house all within like three weeks of each other and relocate. And thankfully the new employer was like, yeah, we're willing to let you, you know, go remote. We don't, we don't care where you live. And I was like, thank goodness, because I actually just sold my house as I'm here doing paperwork. So I'm glad you said that. <laughs> um, but I had a contingency plan if it didn't, of course, but it, it just, it all, and it was just, it was all mindset. It was very much a mindset that helped make me, or not really make me, it allowed me to feel confident in what I am to just act, just call these investors. If I don't like them before I was like, well, I don't want to tell somebody no, or I don't want to get their hopes up on buying my house. And then they can't, cause I don't want to sell. I'm like, what have I got to lose? Like they already don't have it. It's nothing's going to change in a week. If we, if we talk about it and then I pull out, like nothing's going to impact them. They're not going to care. It's their job. Yeah. I think what you're really demonstrating here too is mindset and confidence are so crucial. And we can think that it's a nice to have confidence. Oh, it's just a nice to have. And yet, because you were able to more connect with you, you were able to make decisions and create that mindset for yourself that allowed you to take these actions. Mm -hmm. Because there is confidence can be one of the things I really struggled with was, you know, I, I've been in sales. I see those confident people who can just sell to a room or just sell a person a cup of water, but they're, they're still not everything. They're still missing something. They're still, you know, they're stuck in that rut that I felt I was stuck in. And that missing component was, was the mindset thing. Like I didn't have to be kind of loud and control a room or egregious in order to be happy and know and know that I was listening to myself. Yeah. So then what does confidence mean to you? That's a great question. I have to admit it's a, it's a, it's a complicated one. Cause I still kind of believe in the idea of fake it till I make it, but I have this kind of thing in the back of my brain as I fake it till I make it. That's I'm not even faking it. This is who I am. So it's, it's hard for me to kind of, to say that, but when I think of confidence, it's, it's being able to, to say, to, to be happy with the decision you make to say, you know, I decided I'm going to move closer to my family. And that's the decision I'm making. And I'm okay with that. Is it going to go well? I hope so. Could it go wrong? Absolutely. Could, <laughs> is it going to be the end of the world? No. Yeah. And I like that you bring up fake it till you make it because that's so often that is what we think of as confidence. And then yes, people can fake it and then get to where they want to go, but there's still that missing piece. And what you just touched on was the decision that you make, that you kind of 
faking it, but also believing it at the same time. It's not, it's not fully just faking then it's you embodying this idea that this this could be who you are. This is who you are. Let me play. Let me see how it is who I am. Yeah. Especially I'm a very introverted person. It's very easy for me to say, I, I, you know, I don't want to present to a room, but I did training for five years. So I actually do enjoy presenting to a room, but I kind of would tell myself, you know, you have to fake it, fake, you know, fake your presentation skills. I was like, no, that's, that's who you are. You can present, you are capable of presenting and you do a great job at it. So being able to kind of tell myself, you know, okay, you can tell yourself you're faking it till you make it, but like, listen to who you are. Like you want to be, you know, on this, on the stage, talking to a group of a hundred people mm. versus, you know, even this, you know, I'm, I, I started, I was like, I'm very, you know, I'm a little nervous. I'm a little anxious, but I want to do it. I, I feel like it's, it gives people value and they, they'll learn something hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. So it's almost like the faking it was, was the lie you were telling yourself that you didn't want to do it when you actually wanted to do it. (laughs) Yes. And in my head, I was like, well, you know, what if I, what if I get on there and I just, I I flub all the words, you know, but it's, oh, 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 well, (laughs) Lisa Lisa just has to cut it a little bit, (laughs) but Yeah. yeah, it's like, no, you want to do it. You don't have to tell yourself you're faking it till you make it so that if it goes bad, you're saying, oh, I didn't want to do it anyways. No, I do. And yeah. it's accepting it and being confident in, in who you are and knowing what you want when you want it. Yeah. And you're pointing out too the, the difference between what the head is thinking and wants and what you deep down want. And sometimes the head is, is a little behind the, the soul. Very much so. Very much so. <laughs> So how do you help guide yourself in those moments? I think using that, using the model that I touched on earlier, that, that has really helped because my mind will go a million miles a minute and all of the different things that could go right, could go wrong, that will end my world. But then my soul is saying, no, like do it, make yourself uncomfortable to be comfortable, to be happy. So it's, you kind of taking a second to organize your thoughts, to let everything else kind of catch up, especially with such a fast brain, just kind of have to accept that, Hey, I'm going to have my initial feeling. I'm going to have, you know, the words that I spit out, but then I'm going to know, and I'm going to deep down, just really come out and know what exactly what I want. Yeah. And I I've heard sometimes people will, they'll stop themselves from saying what they think because they're afraid if they voice it, it's going to make it true. Like they're going to, they're going to create what they say, but I love what you pointed out because you're allowing yourself to just be real. Hey, this is where my mind's at blurt, blurt out to yourself, not necessarily to a room full of people, but to yourself, to let yourself know, okay, got that out. Now what? Mm -hmm. And I really learned that a lot from, from the sessions we had, because we had a journal exercise that I would do every day. And while I have adapted away from writing it down every day, whether I was doing it in the morning, afternoon or night, I still have those get everything out and then let it go feelings. I just, I'm just doing them mentally versus, you know, on paper. And that has been extremely helpful. Oh, so glad. And for anyone listening to this, that's something you could start doing right now as well. Give, give yourself that, that gift to hear you. Beautiful. 
And we, we had the opportunity to work together. And I'm curious for you, for anyone who might be on the fence, who isn't sure if coaching is the right next step for them, what would you say to them? I would say just like, I, I want to say just do it, but I know it's easier said than done. It's, it's a lot to consider. You have to have a good bond with somebody. You know, the first person you talk to might not be the person who you end up with. It's, it's a financial investment in yourself. And that's how I think people need to look at it is it's an investment in yourself because it really will impact two months down the road, six months down the road, a year down the road. It's crazy what I think about today that I learned a year and a half ago that I still put into practice. And as we've been talking, you know, I'm like, oh yeah, like I do that now because we did that in sessions. Like I learned that and I'd actually just do it. It's just a habit now of things that I do. So it's, it's make the commitment, make the commitment to yourself. If you know you're stuck, it's easy to say, I'm going to unstuck myself, you know? And in my head, I'm envisioning a man who's stuck, their giant truck is stuck in a mud puddle. It's very easy to say, yeah, he's going to get his truck out. But sometimes you have to call in help. And oftentimes it's so much easier to call in help. You know, yeah. Is it going to cost money? Absolutely. A tow truck is not for free. You know, somebody's, (laughs) somebody's there helping you, but it's going to be much quicker. I feel that the success rate that I had allowing myself to make the investment has been way higher than if I were to just have continued with, you know, that, that own trajectory that I was on where I'm going to, I'm going to read, continue reading all the self-help books out there and all the videos I possibly could possibly digest. And I'm just going to have an accountability friend. (laughs) Yeah. And it's really a good visual because you're right. Maybe that person could get their truck out of the mud, but it's going to take so much energy they could have used to be put forth into the next thing. And time is money. That's, you know, time is money. If you make a, if you waited off a year and you, you could have done it a year ago, but you didn't because you just were kind of hemming and hawing and thinking about it. Like what could have happened in that year that could have made it so much better. I feel very fortunate that I was, you know, very quick. We were able to put a lot of things into practice uh, pretty quickly. I had a lot of the groundwork. It was just getting it put into place. But I do really feel if people put and worked and did the program, you know, two to three months, I think your life is, is re- you're really going to get out of that rut. You're, you're going to be pulled out of that mud puddle. And then you have, you know, nine months that you would have before kind of wasted where you can now embrace this new life you've created and just listen to yourself more and, and just be happy with yourself. Yes. Yes, that is so true. And I want to commend too the way you showed up in the coaching sessions. The reason it's so impactful and successful has to do with the way you took those sessions. You came ready. You were willing to do the work. So I'd love to hear what advice would you give to someone uh, in terms of how to make coaching impactful for them? It's it's not easy. It's It's easy to say it's going to be easy you're going to tell me exactly what to do, how to do it. And I'm going to do it. And that's going to be it. But it's not because week to week, we're learning different things and we're building on it and we're getting better every time. So you have to be willing to, to kind of make the the time commitment to yourself. And, you know, I, I think it's an easy switch if you, you know, instead of scrolling on TikTok, well, I spend five minutes and write everything down and 
kind of give myself some mental peace and mental clarity. It's, it's, it's not easy, but I think the, the reward far outweighs the time that it, it took because it, it does become easy. Like, I, you know, I said it a few minutes ago, like there are so many things that I pra- put into practice now that I'm like, oh yeah, I learned that, you know, in coaching with Lisa, I learned that in coaching with Lisa because it's now it's just second nature. I was willing to take that time, fully commit and put it into place. I'm going to do this. I'm going to focus on this, put it into place. And now it's all just instinctual, not easy. It's there's still days I have to catch myself and remind myself of things, but it's absolutely, um, worth it in the end. Yeah. And this is what it means when people say, I want to rewire my brain or want to want to change my habits. At first, it does require some conscious effort to see what's going on. And it can feel really clunky. Like the first time you learn to drive a car, you don't know what's going on. Now it's second nature. Mm-hmm. And it can be uncomfortable. It can be, <laughs> you know, I think there's a couple of times where I was getting teary-eyed and crying. And I was like, what? Why am I crying? Like, I'm not, I try not to be an emotional person. It can, you get vulnerable, but you have to get vulnerable in order to hear who you really are and to let your, your soul and your head finally sync up a little bit more than they've ever sunk before. It's almost like the emotions though, can be the path there. And you mentioned earlier wanting to, or beginning, not knowing a lot of emotions and now being more in touch with it. It's because you're letting yourself feel them. Mm -hmm. Very much so. I'm not as, you know, if, if before, if I had a bad day at work, I wouldn't do anything else the rest of the day. I would cancel social plans because, you know, my mood wouldn't be a hundred percent, but it goes back to that a hundred percent. You do not have to be a hundred percent every day for human. You, you just, you just have to show up for yourself and live and, and hear, hear who you are and know that what you're doing is what you believe in what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And- from working together, what would you say is unique to my coaching style, just from your perspective to help someone know if it's a, if it's a great fit for them? I think the number one thing that I really just right off the bat was your candidness, just very candid in, you know, what was going to be expected and, and what you could kind of sense that I was struggling with you. I, 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 really liked the fact in our consultation, you weren't, um, you weren't pulling things back from telling me because, you know, I wasn't paying full price or I wasn't committed. Um, and that helped to create that kind of that, that bond we were able to, to make and relatability and just, you know, you're a human, I'm a human there. You, you really bring a lot of examples to the table of, things that you know many of us are going through on a day-to-day basis you you don't just kind of talk the talk you also have walked the walk and and you use a lot of these practices into play and you give examples of how you were giving examples of you know when you journal and when you write things down and I was like okay I can do that I can do that she can do it I can do it and just made it so much more relatable instead of somebody saying you know hey journal for 5 minutes set a timer and write everything that your brain is thinking like, okay, I'm not going to do that. But you were able to, to bring it home and say, you know, here's, here's, you know, when I do it, here's how it's helped me. And that really made it so much easier. Yeah. 
Yeah, I do bring a very real approach to what I do because we're real people. And I think so much of us, especially when it's around career, we think we have to shut part of ourselves off and just be strategic, but we're not robots. (laughs) We're full Mm -hmm. humans. And so, yes, I do really like to bring that into play and the consults for, for those listening, those are still available and they are free and they're a way for you to get to know what it's like to work together. And we also dive into what's going on for you and you get some insights and ideas so that you already get a feel for the type of growth, the type of experiences that you can have working together. It's way worth it. And you know, not, not every person I, I, I did a consultation with was the person I went with, but I really felt when I knew I knew it was, and I think it was probably within two minutes, I was like, okay. Yep. Like the, the tone of voice helped a lot too. You're very, um, calming. You like very understanding, very empathetic, I think is a good word to, to working with you is like, you, you get it. You just, you understand what, what people are going through. And that was so helpful. Yeah. Well, and then the reason it works too, is yours. You're real as well. You, I don't, offer my coaching to everyone who I do a consult with because I want to make sure it's a good fit. One of the key indicators is their willingness to go there, their willingness to be vulnerable, their willingness to show up to say, Hey, I'm looking for some support. Is there anything else you want to make sure to add today? The last thing I do want to bring up is, is it is hard to stop and listen to yourself. And not only is it hard to stop and listen to yourself, but it's hard to listen to yourself and believe in yourself. And there's so much around us that on a day-to-day basis can just impact our mindset, whether it's, you know, for the positive or for the negative. So listening to yourself and having that ability to, to shut it down and kind of go back into, into your inners, your inner soul, and just know that what I'm doing is what I feel is right, is, is right, regardless of if it's right or wrong. There, there is no wrong. It, it's right. You believe it, it is right. And I think that that really just kind of starts that building block of, of confidence is you have to believe who you are, you, you, but you have to listen to yourself. And one of the things that always kind of weirded me out about coaching or therapy is, is having to do it in silence, whether it's like yoga or mantras or, you know, chanting in the mirror to myself. Those are all super helpful. I do a lot of those practices today. Um, but you don't, you don't have to, I wasn't that person a year and a half ago. I, I was loud. I always had music, you know, I, I was loud, but there was always music. There was always sound. So just being able to, to take myself in any situation and adjust and listen to myself versus, okay, it has to be totally quiet in order for me to hear myself. No. Do I hear myself best in those situations? A hundred percent. But that those aren't the only situations you have to be in. You don't have to do yoga for an hour a day to be successful at this. It's it's you, you just have to to allow yourself to hear yourself and to believe in what you're hearing. Mm-hmm. Yes, that that can be so relieving because it's so much pressure to think we have to get our meditation in or our 40 minutes of whatever in. But to just know you're always there, so freeing. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm, you know, we'll hang up. We'll hang up here and, you know, I might have 30 seconds. Okay, what am I listening to? Or I might wait for my email to pop up uh, once I hit my notification blocker. You know, that 
in that time, I have all of this time to listen. And you hear so much faster, I think, when you're listening internally versus saying it out loud. I think I go through, you know, probably five conversations in my mind and in my soul versus if I said them out loud, it'd probably be one. Yeah. And sometimes that soul doesn't speak in words. It's just like, you know, something. Yes. All of the time. And they're like, how, how, why, like, why, what are your, what is your reasoning? I don't have to have a reason. Like (laughs) I, it's my reason because that's, that's what I'm doing. It's what I believe. It's what I feel. That right there to me is the epitome of self-confidence. You can just be you and just own how you feel without needing to justify. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Natalie. It's such a pleasure. Uh, And for anyone listening, if you're interested and this is resonating and you want more, join me. We have one-on-one coaching spots available. You go to beliefseed.com slash schedule, and you can get your free consult scheduled there. Thank you all. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's episode. And if you loved what you heard, make sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. I help my clients to show up and do their work their way with soul. Whether it's so you can excel in your current role or so you can figure out what you want for your next role and get that role, coaching can help you get there. It begins with a consult. Sign up for yours by going to believeseed.com slash schedule. This is your free call and it is that first step towards that new life, that transformation into you doing your work in your way with salt.